Hi everyone, it's Chef Yeti from Yeti's Kitchen and I'm here again with another, what I say, a Q&A session. So in this session today, I'm going to be answering a question that somebody asked me about time and stock management. And if you're new to this channel, I don't know what you're doing, but you definitely <laughs> I'm laughing because I hear people say, I hear people say that on YouTube and I'm like nope I'm not gonna subscribe but anyways if you're new here get acquainted with the subscribe button and the like button and uh, at the end of the day I'm giving out this information for free so the least you could do is just as a thank you I'm not asking for money as a thank you just hit the like button and if you didn't like it just hit it anyways because you're a kind human being but yeah, um, hope you've been having a good time. Happy New Year. Um, depends on what time of the year you celebrate your New Year. But here in the UK, uh, we had our New Year on the 1st of January. And um, yeah, so this, uh, th this question I'm going to be answering today comes from somebody who asked me a question on Udemy. If you don't know, and if you're new to this channel, I have my course, How to Start a Restaurant Business. UK on Udemy and um, so usually what happens is people who have bought the course pretty cheap I must say people who have bought the course get to ask me questions that are particular to what they need to know rather than many options where you just buy information and you have no access to the person who gave you that information you know it's like it's like getting access to Max Zuckerberg's course but you never really get to ask him the pertinent questions that really uh, strike your mind but yeah so the beauty about uh, the course on Udemy is uh, students get to ask me questions as you can see this is a screen grab it's just it's an actual video recording or what I say screen recording of the question it's pretty lengthy and I thought it would be better if I did a screen recording of myself going through each line of the questions rather than just doing a screenshot um, I think it's a bit more interactive but yeah let's go for it okay so it says on here thank you so much for your course it's been good and it's given me more insight and confidence in starting my own food business i love to get feedback thank you very much laura i have a few questions they're all about the management and stock management i am really bad at it okay <laughs> we all struggle with uh, a bit of confidence and that is really what gets me stuck at the moment okay can I just mention, when you say you're really bad at time management and stock management, I think those are two different things. Time management is a habit that you need to cultivate and that has nothing to do with stock management. Well, a bit, it has a bit to do with stock management, but really and truly, time management is more of a personality thing and stock management is more of a systems thing. Do you see what I mean? Um... <laughs> I normally say to my son, um, I've got a 12 year old, uh, as well as other children as well, but I normally say to him, the early bird catches the worm, not those who wake up late, but uh, the early bird catches the worm. And I say that because it totally depends on what's more important to you. And I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, what on earth, Chef Yeti, come on now, what does this have to do with the question she's asking? But it has everything to do with it. People actually value sleep more than their goals, you know, 
there's many times that people ask me, oh, yes, Chef Yeti, I want you to be my mentor. I need some help. And by the time I actually tell them what needs doing to fix the problem that they apparently have, you know, there's many times people tell you they have a problem, but they actually don't want a solution to their problem. They just want a listening ear, you know. So if you very well want to pay me for listening, by all means, do that. But don't ask me for a solution if 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 you're actually not ready to apply the solution. So here, time management is a habit. I believe it's a habit that you need to cultivate. And of course, um, old habits die hard. Um, so time management is something you need to teach yourself. And it's not something um, you can obviously learn it because obviously there's many videos that I've seen of top wealthy people of our time the likes of the bill gates and whatever else um are top earners and they normally say they wake up at 3 a.m in the morning 4 a.m in the morning and you're just like why 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 sleep is important and you know you get all those all those people who come up with the scientific reasons why sleep are important and stuff but um no well anyway i'm not going to say what i was about to say so i think um You've got a goal. You've got a goal. Set your goal. And you normally need to form a habit. And apparently, according to science, it takes about two weeks for you to form a habit. So I don't think two weeks is that bad. You know, teach yourself time management for two weeks and see what your body does with it. You know, push yourself to breaking point for two weeks and see what your body does with it. The funny thing is the human body acclimatizes you'd be surprised the human body acclimatizes so good that you normally think oh no i'll die if i try that that's ridiculous but literally i'm not actually joking you'd be surprised what your body can go through and still survive so time management stock management i can teach you time management literally whatever you're struggling with time management wise do it for two weeks and somehow your body would make make do i believe so I know it's a lot, but if you don't mind answering these, how many meals did you sell per day when you were just starting your business from your own home and you were not on delivery platforms? I don't think I ever started my business without being on a delivery platform. It's for me, I don't know. This is just my personal belief. I almost believe it's a suicide mission. I think it's a suicide mission because if you think about it, if you don't process any orders using the delivery platforms, you don't get charged by the delivery platforms, meaning you can always sign up and choose to say, I'm only going to fulfill 10 deliveries on the delivery platforms. And I would rather do 20 direct orders in terms of you give your customers incentives to say, okay, oh, if you order by the delivery platforms, the prices are static. They don't move. But direct orders, 20% of direct orders. That's what you normally see people in, in terms of, I normally see a lot of Chinese uh, shops. Um, if you order from a delivery platform with them, they actually put their leaflet in the bag that then says direct orders, 20% off or direct orders gets a free bottle of Coke. So literally there's many ways you could push up your direct orders. So yes, you're getting orders from your delivery platforms, but there are little notes you can leave in there to encourage your customers coming direct and that increases your direct orders and then you can slowly move and transition away from the delivery platforms so to answer your question how many meals did you sell per day i would say if i compare my direct orders versus my delivery platform orders when i started from home 
I'll probably say my direct orders oof, were probably six, but that's me looking at the first day. But as you can imagine, no business, I don't know, I don't know, depends on how much money you have for marketing. But I was probably, I, I was, because I was like I said, I was doing it from six till 10 pm at night. So, um, yeah, I was selling like six meals per day, but let's, I can't really call it a day per night, really. Um, versus uh, when I look at the orders I had on the delivery platforms, I was getting like 20 a day. So there you go. Um, so I really couldn't be in a place. So like I said, marketing, if I'd done like three months of marketing, it's typically the minimum timeline for any bit of marketing, anything you want to launch a book, a restaurant, any kind of business, the minimum you should be looking at if you really want to be intentional about your success is three months before anything launches if it's a book it doesn't matter so what i'm trying to say here is if you spent enough money in terms of online ads google ads facebook ads instagram ads linkedin ads youtube ads there's so many places um blog articles newspaper articles um leaflets leaflets being handed out um mascots outside um distributing and talking about your business You've got um, brand ambassadors who are actually representing your business and talking about your business on socials. There's so many things you can spend money on to help create a buzz about your brand before you launch. If you had all those things in place, then by all means, you could probably begin we'd be doing 50 orders per day versus the online platforms. And let's remember, I think it's a bit unfair to say I had... 20 orders from the delivery platforms and I only had six direct orders in the beginning because what happens is well on this delivery platform that I joined they boost your platform your, your restaurant for the first two weeks for free um so literally they put you at the top so anybody searching in your area would in your postcode area would get to see your restaurant it, it, would, it would in the search results your, rest, your restaurant will be suggested first versus those who've been on the platform forever right so they do that for free and i think that's a major major thing because it then means that you get it right for those two weeks and you've got repeat customers for free versus you don't get it right in those first two weeks and imagine you had 100 or 200 orders in those two weeks those are 200 people who would tell another 200 people never order from that restaurant that was rubbish that's not a great one. <laughs> that's not a great way to start your business because yeah that's a very costly thing because then you how much are you going to spend to change the minds of 400 people or more it might be more than 400 that got to know that your restaurant was rubbish um so it might mean you need to hire extra staff in the beginning of those two weeks because you're going to be getting a lot of hits in terms of people calling in to order food um versus you just hire one staff and you're planning to take it easy by all means as well there's also the option on the delivery platform which is if you get five orders and you, and you think that's right about enough um, in terms of you can only handle five orders per day and once you've sent those orders out and they've been delivered on time you then switch on the machine again you don't you can there's an option to pause for an hour or pause for two hours they have that option on the machines that they send you to take your orders so it's not a do or die affair where you're going to get 20 orders immediately and you don't have the capacity and you have to still deliver you know there's an option to say okay i got three orders now and i think that's just about enough for the amount of stuff that i have so let's call it a day for now for the for the next one hour so how many meals did you sell per day um when you were just starting out your business from home 
like I said, direct orders were low and that's because I didn't spend a lot of money on direct orders. And uh, how many meals did I sell from delivery platforms? It was a lot. And you need to remember that these delivery platforms have existed before your business joined, right? So the reason I'm, I'm what, this is my third year in business in terms of the high street. Of course, I've had, I've been in, in the restaurant business before I joined the high street. So, of owning a restaurant on the high street, I, I started from home, like I mentioned earlier. So, um, so what I'm trying to say, I can't even remember what I'm trying to say. So you need to remember that the, these delivery platforms have always had customers from a long time. Obviously, if you're joining a new delivery platform, you have to be cautious. I will do a different video for that purpose. Um, but for now, I'm going to just focus on why you should join them rather than why you shouldn't. There's there's some delivery platforms that I joined and I got I, I got um, <laughs> I got uh, yeah I got very bad service. So I'm. I'm not an advocate of jumping on every delivery platform, um, yeah, especially if they're new. Okay, so you need to remember that most delivery platforms have been around for a while, so they will have loyal customers who constantly go on there to look for deals. It's just like Groupon, the loyal customers who literally would not buy anything without checking out if there's a voucher for it on Groupon. So you need to be in you need to be in a place where I, how much money can you ideally spend marketing your restaurant? Or your food business from home versus years and years of free marketing where they've got enough loyal customers so let's remember these um depending on the kind of platform um there's, there's obviously but going back to the bad delivery platforms that i joined there there was this platform that i joined and after joining them i'm like i'm not really getting any sales like are you are you actually doing any marketing on your side and they said um, they, they don't, based on data protection, they can't really do any marketing on their side on behalf of the restaurant. I'm like, I just joined you guys. How, how are your customers meant to know that I'm, I'm new on your platform if you don't at least a, a, a bit of promotion would be good. But they said, yeah, because of data protection, they can't really market restaurants that all they can do is do the generic advertising on TV or do the generic advertising on social media, which says a oh, lot of restaurants are available on blah i'm not going to give the name of the delivery platform and then when people go there if you're within the catchment area your, your restaurant pops up and if you're not in the catchment area your restaurant doesn't pop up i'm like so you've got people who have been there for the last three years and of course they're going to keep popping up and well i'm just new in the last two weeks so are you telling me i'm going to it's like being on page three of google i'm never going to stand a chance with those people because they've been here and they've got over 500 thousand reviews so i'm new to your restaurant i'm new to your platform and it's quite obvious that it's a lonely journey because you're not going to promote me and then they suggested to me okay don't don't worry about it we'll send you leaflets and with the leaflets what happens is when customers come into your restaurant when customers come into your restaurant you can give them the leaflet to tell them that you are now on our platform and that way they get to order food from our platform and that encourages them to order food from their platform i'm looking at them like I, I don't think you understand if any customer comes into my restaurant be very sure be rest assured i'll be encouraging them to place a direct order because that way i don't have to pay commission to anybody the last thing i'm going to be doing is promoting your business for you you're sending me flyers to tell my customers to order from your platform are, are you actually joking they go no 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 the, 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 the flyers are going to be personalized <laughs> I said, no, the flyers are going to be personalized to say, yes, he's kitchen on it. I'm like, well, what difference does that make? 
it still says fulfill the order on your platform it doesn't say fulfill the order on yetis kitchen and help yetis kitchen avoid commission but anyway like i said that's a conversation with a different day so um i would suggest that you definitely join delivery platforms because they have loyal customers um obviously in this instance i think i might have to mention the one just eat they are the ones that i joined initially i don't know if they still offer the option to promote you for two weeks for free but uh, they promoted me for free uh, for for two weeks uh, on their platform meaning that the minute i joined they have a lot of customers who signed up for offers you know as you normally sign up for offers and latest promotions a lot of customers have done that so by default the minute i joined they would send out a blast email to say oh there's a new restaurant in your location that's offering 20 percent off within the next two weeks use this code and get some money off obviously every customer is like oh my god there's a new restaurant no, 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 no. okay i want to use the code before it expires this is like dominoes dominoes constantly have codes that they send out um so everyone's excited and that's like and that constantly happened every day where i was literally getting so many orders i couldn't i couldn't believe my eyes and obviously after the two weeks <laughs> the order numbers just dipped like from 20 they just dipped to like five um not because the food wasn't good but because obviously and then I, I i totally didn't realize that it promoted me for two weeks so yeah i was like okay what's happening why am i not getting many orders and then obviously i paid to be put back up at the top of the delivery platform but then i still didn't get a lot of orders and that just meant people are interested in offers and when there's no offer on <laughs> they, <laughs> they're not interested in buying a full a meal at the full price um yeah and it also means location as well um, the location i'm in in terms of yet's kitchen a lot of them are on benefits and as you can imagine if you're on benefits you only have a certain amount that you want to spend on takeaway and uh if 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 you're gonna spend probably a five or seven pounds on takeaway you want to be in a place where it's something you're aware of rather than you want to spend seven pounds on buying pounded yam that you've never eaten <laughs> that you've never eaten before and then it's not nice and there, there goes your budget for the day versus if you're in an area where people are working class and they have jobs they could spare seven pounds and if the food's not nice it's just fine they'll just grab something else you know so yeah where you are located makes a difference on how customers react to new meals or new restaurants popping up so yeah um so hopefully that answers your first question and this is why i said to you on in on udemy i said um yes you've asked very important questions but responding on udemy wouldn't do it a lot of justice so i'm hoping you're you prefer this one-on-one time with me <laughs> but yeah okay so how many meals did you sell per day when you got on the delivery platform i believe i've answered that when you were just starting how many times a week would you buy fresh veg this is okay this is a good question uh when i just started i got all happy go lucky i'd I'll order my veg and in in 10 kg boxes like you mentioned um yeah yeah i just literally ordered tomatoes lettuce you know all those kind of things and like as you know you can't freeze veg I'm, I'm sure somebody's come up with a recipe on how to freeze veg and it still comes out fresh but i haven't got the time i'm trying to make money here <laughs> in the restaurant so of course um i did it like i did it like i did at home which is just keep it fresh um keep it fresh rather than putting it in the fridge or putting it in the freezer which obviously to the best of my understanding you can't at this point 
Okay, so how many times did you buy for? I, I bought it like once. Obviously, if I'm only doing ten, if I'm if I'm buying it for ten at ten kg, I wouldn't run out so quickly. It depends on how much veg you're serving. You know, if you're selling, if your main staple meal on your restaurant menu is salads, of course, you probably run through ten kg in two days. I don't know. Depends on how many orders you have. So um, I'm not sure if that question is really. Um, depends on what business business model uh, when, when you ask how many times a week did you buy fresh veg I, I, I bought it like once a week and uh, depending on what all customers are ordering you know junk food is such a major part of the staple meals that uh, people eat and that has totally affected what I sell versus what I think I should sell I initially started off as oh I want to make sure the foods are healthy I don't want to feed the nation with bad food I don't want to feed the nation with junk food but my brother <laughs> my brother <laughs> if you don't want to go back to bruh if you don't want to go back to where you're coming from I know where you're coming from the me you want to start a business but if you know what's good for you, you, you you'd, you'd be um, practical versus um, ideological. And of course, if you got the money to back you up, meaning that whilst you're making losses, you've got something else to keep you paying, paying your bills. Then of course, go on the journey of um, go on the journey of trying to change the world by serving healthy and fresh veg and all that stuff. But yeah, uh, so yeah, I bought it approximately once a week, and of course, uh, the food got bad. The, the veg got bad very quickly. Um, um, number four, where did you buy fresh veg from? I bought it from wholesalers, um, your typical Costco, I think I can mention their names, um, your normal Costco, or just literally type in wholesalers for whatever you need. If it's chicken you need, type wholesalers, um, wholesale chicken, Manchester, and it would, Google would literally tell you, Google would literally tell you, um, Google will literally tell you how, where, how to get it ordered. Uh, it's literally that simple. Um, where I bought it from, yeah, typical places like Costco or Costco, which obviously you would need to register to have a business account with them. It's not really expensive. It's about 20, 28 pounds as I speak at the time of this recording. It's about 28 pounds a year, um, which I don't think is expensive if you think about how much money you're going to be making. Uh, I think that's pretty cheap and there's many other wholesalers that don't actually charge you for membership where you could just register and you just need to provide them your company number or you need to provide them you didn't probably some some of them don't require company number many of them just require you to just give them your business name and business address and the proof of proof of business which is okay your ID or whatever or bank statement so um, yeah so it's pretty easy to join wholesalers uh, many people don't think about it but personally I've always said this that once I go into the world of wholesaling I was like I personally would actually register a business so that I can get my food wholesalers. Even though I'm not a business, I'm just an individual who's an employee. I would gladly register as a business so that I can, the amount of discounts you get as a wholesaler is mad. Um, so if I was just somebody who's an employee somewhere, I would actually register a business because it's free. It's about £14 to get your business registered online on Google. I actually am somebody who will just register a business for £14 and... I know that that would allow me to buy food wholesale and literally the savings I would have throughout the year will probably come to about five to six grand because if you think about how much food you buy from retailers like Tesco, Aldi, all those people, 
if you think about how much food you, um how much food you buy from them at retail price versus if you're buying from the wholesalers but like, i guess it's also a hard one because there's no point in registering for a business you're buying food from the wholesalers but you don't consume that much um so yeah there's no point in buying 10 kg of veg and it's just a family of two <laughs> you know you're not going to get through the, the the 10 kg worth of veg uh so i don't want to keep on rambling let me go back to your question um so where did you buy it from i've answered that question if you didn't need big quantities i love to sell by uh where did i buy it fresh veg if i didn't need big quantities i bought it from the retailers so right now at yetis kitchen we offer coleslaw as a side in our jumbo box in, in our combo boxes and i found that um that there's usually a three kg four kg tub of coleslaw i'm sure you're thinking to yourself you could just make coleslaw yourself yeti it's not that deep but if you know how many things i'm how many things i'm making in the restaurant believe me if i have one thing i could buy that i don't have to chop i don't have to mix it literally means five minutes of rest as a chef so it might not mean a lot to you to just chop up some lettuce and chop up some cabbage and chop up some carrot and put some mayonnaise on it and just put it in the fridge waiting for your next order but no 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 i'll rather rest <laughs> Uh, this time that i'm in the kitchen eight hours constantly cooking and from cooking i'm serving customers yeah so just no <laughs> i'll rather buy my coleslaw already uh, made so yeah obviously if it's a wedding and stuff then of course um there's always the option because there's this nigerian um nigerian salad they call it and that definitely has to be made you can't buy that ready made but if i can subcontract it to some another chef by all means i do that as well to save myself time so, uh, where do you buy your fresh veg from if you don't need big quantities? Yep, I buy it from your typical retailers, which is, I buy it at a higher price. Obviously, a little tub will be £3, £4 from Tesco, Morrison's, whoever you normally buy your fresh veg from. But the difference, but the difference is, um, but the difference is, um, I think the veg stays fresher because you're buying it in smaller quantities versus when you have such big quantity it then becomes a problem in terms of storage so um that's number four answered how many times do you recommend okay so um i think there's something i wanted to say about buying fresh veg so yeah i found out that um my coleslaw when i bought it in three four kg tubs literally started getting sour very quickly because uh I, I think the maximum you can put it in the fridge for is two days um so because i wasn't using the whole tub in uh, i don't know how much coleslaw are you serving a customer for heaven's sakes you know unless remember coleslaw is the icky thing for most people some people like it some don't like it it's like marmite right so um i was not getting through the whole four kg tub three kg tub in two days so it meant i had a lot of food wastage and definitely that's not good for profits so i found it was easier to just buy from retailers so it's not everything you need to buy from wholesalers because you need to amend your f stock based on demand and um i must put this out there you wouldn't know until you start if you start on the first day and you realize that um if you start on the first day and you realize that oh there's a lot of demand for lettuce that's fine increase your quantity in the next day increase your quantity the next day um that's kind of like what i have right now um initially when i started at yeti's kitchen there's something in nigeria we cook called eforiro and egusi 
those two meals I used to I, I did make about four portions per day and now I'm in a place where I'm having to make 15 20 per day because um, I, I used to have a lot more as a spread in terms of a restaurant I used to sell okra I used to sell oha I used to sell all the different things that they sell in Nigeria uh, uh, in terms of menu items and I just realized that the two items are always sold out and the rest were a bit of a hard push I had to push them a bit harder I, they, they had to stay in the fridge um, they didn't sell out as much and I just came to a point where I just decided you know what take it off the menu literally there's one thing to come into the business to say oh this is what I want to keep selling this is what I want to but like I said it's not that deep the customer will tell you what they like and what they don't like so look at your sales if you sell out your jerk chicken all the time it will be crazy to keep selling to keep trying to push your curries you know yes you think you're the best curry maker but the customer just probably the palate of the customers in the location that you're in probably don't want that <laughs> you know it's, you know it's a thing of making life easy you know so i used to sell a lot of items a lot of nigerian soups um i don't know if soup should have an s at the end okay nigerian soup <laughs> and uh, the demand revealed to me what the customers wanted and it was perfectly fine you know there's no point in cooking food you're not gonna sell so um yeah so in terms of buying fresh veg i got to slowly realize that um i needed to amend my menus to my, my menu items to items that um weren't that that would take well to being stored in the fridge so initially uh, my burgers yeah i think that's a good one actually my burgers included fresh lettuce obviously like most burgers do uh, my burgers included fresh lettuce but i was in a place where i was probably selling three four burgers a day if i bought a whole bowl of lettuce um from my retailers or my wholesalers obviously wholesalers wouldn't send you sell you just one bowl of lettuce um i couldn't finish the whole ball in just four burger orders you understand what i mean and by the next day the lettuce is not fresh it's beginning to have the browning on the outside and the customer can tell that it's not fresh and you just don't want the reviews so i just got to a point where i then swapped my fresh lettuce to coleslaw in my burgers meaning that at least i had a chance of spending at least two days with the veg in it so obviously some customers complain that oh your burger should have fresh veg we don't like the coleslaw in it but i had to think of my cost you know literally uh, it's just some things that just don't make sense you know um, literally i had a customer who was very well meaning and he told me why it should be fresh veg and should be coleslaw and i was just looking at him because it's it's literally a totally different world when you're a customer and a totally different world when you're a business you know but you can't blame him you can't blame him um yeah so obviously when you look at the likes of the big chain restaurants who offer fresh veg bruh they're processing like a thousand burgers a day so of course they can afford a 40s fresh veg um so you might have to think about um your business in terms of what are you trying to achieve and what can you use to achieve it does it have to be fresh veg are there other things you can use to achieve the same thing without using fresh veg and of course i totally understand when we scroll down a bit you'd see why she's asking the questions in terms of fresh veg but i think it's a very pertinent question that you should ask yourself is it required or are there other substitutes to get the same thing like um pickled P pickled is it just pickles yeah pickles do you do pickles fresh or do you do them the preserved ones in in wine vinegar so yeah so 
uh, when I didn't need big quantities, I swapped over to coleslaw. And now it's working out better in terms of buying my coleslaw from the retailers rather than wholesale value. And yeah, and then I'm getting to a place where I'm finishing the tub in about two days versus when I bought 4kg ones and I couldn't finish it in two days. So sometimes you don't have to finish, go to the wholesalers to buy all your items. How many items do you recommend to have on a menu? How many items are manageable when you're just starting a food business from home? Um, how many items do you recommend to have on a menu? Um, depends on how much stuff you're going to have. So, of course, if you're having a food business from home, that doesn't mean you're going to be the only one serving the food, cooking the food, doing the delivery yourself. There are many variations to how you want to set up your food business. You might decide to have staff. You might decide to have it done yourself. And when I say done it yourself, till now, um, what, three years into business as a restaurant, I still do deliveries myself. So and when I was a food business from home, I did deliveries myself. So I'm not saying I do. I'm the only one that does. The, so don't take it. Don't take it the wrong way. Three years into business as a restaurant, I still do deliveries myself. I didn't say I'm the only one that does deliveries. No, I have a delivery driver. I probably say I have two delivery drivers as well as myself. So it depends on how busy we are on a night um, or during the day. I might decide to hop in the car and do my delivery whilst my other drivers are doing deliveries as well because depends on how the orders come they might i've noticed it it's very annoying as well uh, there, there are times where you're totally quiet all day and then between the hour of five and six o'clock you have like six orders at the same time and all of them must be delivered delivered at the same time it can be a bit um tedious in the kitchen at that point but it's funny how everybody wants to eat at the same time i i don't know how that works out but and all, all four or all five, six orders are not related to each other. They're all in different postcodes. So I almost feel like sometimes people are just on the phone and they tell each other, let's order takeaway because I still, I still can't hack it. But yeah, so how many items you, would you recommend to have on your menu? Depends. Um, a lot of my menu items, and this is, I think I might need to do a video on menu design and how it matches your stock management. Um, a lot of the items on my menu are broths that i can reuse in 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 four menu items i'll i'll give you an example so i sell uh curry goat i sell curry chicken i used to sell fish curry right uh and then i used I, I still sell boneless curry right let's focus on so those are four variations of curry but if you really know what you're doing all you need to make new is make the broth of the curry and then depending on the order you've got your fish ready on the side separate it's not in the broth you make a broth separate and then you have your fish prepared already maybe grilled in the oven and um, preserved in whatever way you want to preserve it you've got your boneless chicken which is just a boneless chicken breast prepared and waiting to be served you've got your um, goat um, goat meat prepared waiting to be served and then you go i don't know whatever i mentioned last but you've got all your variations of toppings into or meat or whatever it is fish or veg curry actually that's also something else that most restaurants offer so all those five things are waiting already so depending on the order that comes if a customer asks for veg i put my veg in and then i put the broth there you go veg curry is ready if the customer asks for boneless curry i put my i i I heat up my um, chicken breasts. I put I put the curry broth. There you go. Chicken curry is ready. 
so versus if you make goat curry and you've got your goat meat mixed inside already and if somebody's asking for a boneless chicken you're now in a place where you have to start taking out the meat to put in the bone sorry to put in the boneless curry um, boneless chicken curry or if somebody's asking for a veggie one you have to take out the chicken from the broth and then you just or you make a fresh one from scratch bruh you're gonna give yourself a huge headache <laughs> and i'm laughing because that's what i used to do in terms of I never made curries or anything in advance. A lot of my broth that I sold in terms of jerk chicken, uh, jerk chicken, if somebody ordered jerk chicken, I would literally make the jerk gravy from scratch. If somebody ordered a curry, regardless of what curry it was, I would make the curry from scratch. And it was until I, <laughs> it was until I had a customer who literally complained. She came into the restaurant, which I thought was ridiculous, but here, 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 here the story. She came into the restaurant and then she said, oh, she wanted curry goat. And I said, yeah, that'll be about 10 minutes. She now said, what? 10 minutes? No, man, can't wait for 10 minutes. And I'm looking at her like, what, what do you mean you can't wait for 10 minutes? She goes, no, 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 no. That's the 10 minutes is too long. It's too long. Give me my money back. I want a refund. I that she wanted to go but go away. And I, I, I had to say to her, I said, it's funny because just next door to us, we have Domino's. On average, minimum wait time for a pizza is 10, is 10 minutes. And everyone is fine with it. You normally order your pizza and you go for a walk, go buy some sweets, go buy chicken, go buy ice cream. And then by the time you come back, you're happy, your pizza's ready. So you don't give all this big chains grief when they tell you that you go to McDonald's and you want to order your apple pie and ice cream and they tell you oh, ice cream is ready, but apple pie is going to be about seven minutes. I know it's seven minutes because I worked at McDonald's before. It's going to take about seven minutes to be ready. Hope you're okay to go to the waiting bay. To wait for your apple pie bro you, you you say it's fine ah well i had customers probably two percent of customers will say no 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 i don't want to wait that long give me my refund but seriously seriously so it was until i had that encounter with that customer who said 10 minutes is too long to wait for a curry and i said to her we make our food fresh we are not a fast food restaurant which might be a good thing and a bad thing even though you're not a fast food restaurant you should aim to be a fast food restaurant in the sense of your food's always quick and that's something now uh, yes this kitchen has gotten better with doing in terms of we're not a fast food restaurant we're a proper restaurant in terms of we're not selling junk food because obviously junk food is a lot easier to process in a quicker time we're making pounded yams we're making pepper soup we're making all that all, all of that typically in a restaurant cannot be ready in 10 minutes but we've perfected the art of getting nigerian food ready in phenomenal time so now if you order pepper soup from yes kitchen max five minutes your pepper soup is ready and it's made fresh it's not stored in the fridge and just reheated in the microwave if you order pounded yam with f4 euro max six minutes uh and the reason i say six minutes is three minutes in the microwave for the broth uh the soup and then another three minutes to stir the pounded yam so uh, believe me and the reason why i say phenomenal time is because in most Nigerian, <laughs> in most Nigerian restaurants, bro, you be waiting for one hour, four to five minutes minimum, just to get one plate of pounded yama soup. Uh, so, um, so what I, what, what, what that, what I'm alluding to is, how many items do you recommend to have in your menu? I think you can have as many items or varieties you can, you can possibly have, but menu engineering is what allows you to do that very well or do that very poorly because you don't want to have too many items you're going from grilled fish to fried f to 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 i don't know i don't know fillet fish 
to you don't, don't go, go for very similar items but but one is spicy one is not spicy one is barbecued one is not bar so like chicken wings yeah i say i can serve as many as i can serve chicken wings in six varieties but it's still the same chicken wings so when you say how many items you would you recommend i have on the menu if i have six chicken wing options you probably look like oof that's a lot you got jerk chicken up chicken chicken wings you've got spicy chicken wings you've got lemon and herb chicken wings you've got suya chicken wings those i've already mentioned four you've got i don't know sweet and sour chicken wings point is it's still the same chicken wings ready to be served and then depending on what the customer's choice is i just put a paste i just put a topping i, I just put a glaze on the chicken wings are you seeing where i'm coming from so you can have as many many items on your menu as you wish as long as you've thought about menu engineering in terms of how you can deliver the same thing different varieties which makes it look like a lot but really and truly it's the same thing um i'm trying to think of any other examples um yeah i think it's the same thing as a hamburger and a cheeseburger so it, 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 to the customer oh they offer a hamburger cheeseburger a double cheeseburger or a triple cheeseburger guess what it's still a cheeseburger so i've mentioned four different burger types but it's still the same burger to you as a restaurant owner because it's just the amount of beef that you have to cook that makes a difference you know it's still the same bun it's still the same cheese and now cheese is obviously ready made and bun is ready made so stuff like that so you can have as many items as you want it's just how do you get it done in the quickest possible time that you have to worry about so how many items would i recommend i think you should when you start you would know you know what these are my popular items and this one is i'm, t I'm taking quite a long time to sell this so i might have to cut my losses and take it away from the menu so that i have less but ideally um less is more in terms of initially when i started out restauranting i wanted to have everything on my menu so that i catered to everybody but then that can become a problem in terms of like, jack of all trades and master of none a uh, customer would typically look at it and say wow so many things i'm not sure what to go for versus when you go to a restaurant and they only serve four items i've been in so many chinese restaurants where they only serve four items you can either go for fish and chips you can either go for sweet and sour chicken you can go for spicy chicken or you can go for curry chicken the end rice that they serve you is the same you can either go for egg fried rice or you can go for plain rice whatever you put on top of your rice is your business they've only got five options and believe me you see people standing outside waiting for just five options versus when they look at your when someone another customer looks at your menu you've got 20 items and you see and that's when you now begin to hear the customer say okay have you got a menu i could take away because there's so many things on there and then even when they go away and they take it away they sat there home and you're thinking i don't know what to order you know what i'm getting so claustrophobic they, they get so teary-eyed and they're like what do i order there's so many options and then they end up going to mcdonald's or go somewhere else going to your competitors because the menu has been the same if you notice with mcdonald's the staple items have always been the staple items every now and then they bring the seasonal burger but one thing they don't do is have too many items it's just breakfast menus the same they might change the bun but it's still the same you know so yeah engineer your menu so you can use the same ingredients over and over again even though it's six items it's still just it's still the same prep time and prep way of prepping it and um or you just stick to very little uh, very strict menu options and that way it forces your customers to choose and 
I think it, it, the more you understand what your target audience is, it makes it easier to have a very thin menu option because you know what sells now after maybe, a, maybe after a year, you now have a better understanding of what sells. So now you can be in a place where from offering a lot, you now reduce your menu items to what sells the most, right? So there's many times I've had customer come back to say, oh, please, I like my favorite burger. Can I have it? I'm like, yeah, I don't sell it anymore. And they're like, oh no, that was my favorite burger. I'm like, yeah, but how often do you come to the restaurant? <laughs> you know, so you have those customers who are diehard and they, they love what you do, but they only eat out once every six months. That, that's not, I, I, I'm not waiting for you. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, that's bad business. You know? Those ones that only come once every six months, they're the ones that will be giving you so much grief. <laughs> to be giving you so much grief oh there's another one that came around the other day and she she knocked on the door every time i come you're never available your, your, your doors are always shut <laughs> i laughed i said what time do you normally come she goes oh i come around about what 11 12 like 10 o'clock at night i'm like yeah we close at nine <laughs> so it's amazing when and literally that could have been a review somebody could have she would have she, she could have easily gone on google to say oh quite a useless restaurant every time i come they're always shut they don't they, they need to get their act together but bruh what time are you coming are you coming when you want to come versus actually what are their opening hours so i can actually come during those times so yeah, um, those that I don't know do the most are the ones that give you the most grief. And in the end, at the end of the whole conversation of, oh wow, finally you're open today. Every time I come, blah, blah, blah. She didn't order anything and she left. She just said, oh, I was just coming to say hello anyway. Thank you. Take care. Bye. I, I, I'll take the menu and order some other time. I can tell you one year later, I've not seen her. She's not ordered and she's more bothered about what time, what time we open. But yeah, you have those ones um yeah so how many items do i recommend you have in the menu i hope i've answered that how many items are manageable when you're just starting a food business start small and scale up that's the best answer i can give you start small scale up and i think it's also a good thing it's a good marketing strategy uh i know of a chinese restaurant who literally put it out there they say 30 lobster portion um, portions available uh buy them before they run out book a slot before before it runs out and they only do the lobsters on sundays you know so you might want to consider that okay those items that have a high spoilage rate you only offer them on a certain day um there's quite a few um my, my favorite food in the on the caribbean menu is oxtails oh i love them man slow cooked juicy off the bones a bit of spice i love it love it but what I've noticed is most um, Jamaican Caribbean restaurants um, only offer them once a week. And the ones that offer it every day, they don't do it well. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. So what I've noticed is some people do it once a week. Um, the reason why they do it once a week is because it takes about four or five hours for the, the, the oxtail to come off the bone. And it just takes a lot of TLC to cook an, ox, uh, an oxtail meal. So what they do is to, re to reduce... A lot of prep time there's no point in waking up at 5 a.m to cook something that takes five hours because you want to care and then you do that every single day and then in the end you you sell enough but is it really worth your five hours prep time versus the other meals that take 10 minutes to prepare and you still you, still, you sell out i think it's a no-brainer when you have you can either outsource that one that takes five hours five hours or you can always select a day when you're bothered for the stress so a lot of them for fish they only offer fish once once a week in terms of 
fresh grilled fish they'd only offer it once a week so you might want to be in a place where the items that have a high spoilage you only offer that delicacy or whatever menu item once a week and that way it also creates a buzz with the customers because they know like oh my god oh my god i'm gagging for this meal that this restaurant does but they only do it once a week and literally customers set their timers it's mad customers will set their timers to say oh yeah um Every Friday, I want to make sure I get this and I don't want to miss out on it. So I'm going to set a timer to remind myself to call in and order it in advance. Um, I was that person. Oh, God. I was, when I was pregnant, when I was pregnant, I loved this restaurant that offered oxtail. Um, I literally would be in the middle of the night at 12, noon, um, 12 midnight and I would literally be waiting for in the morning so I could literally drive. And it used to take me like 30, 45 minutes to drive down there just for oxtail. It was mad. Um, and then funny enough they stopped selling it after like three months of me having the best time of my life um i went there one day early in the morning excited that i'm gonna have my feel of oxtail and got there and the man is like oh no you should have called we don't do it anymore i'm like what do you mean you're not doing it and he goes yeah it's 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 off the menu now he didn't tell me any reason but obviously as a business owner i could kind of gather that he probably wasn't getting enough sales from it or it was just too much effort for the number of sales he probably cooked all that oxtail for over five hours and we probably only got five orders of it and let's remember oxtail has a lot of bones so a lot of um, the english population don't like to eat things with bone in it so a lot of people frown at eating bone so um yeah he obviously had his reasons and i could i could only respect that so um yeah so how many items would you recommend so literally if you're in a place where you're only having one menu item per uh if you have only one menu that one menu item and you're only reducing it to be available once a week it creates a buzz and puts you in a place where customers begin to think of it as a specialty item and they what you'd find out is because less you make it available they then order it out like literally it becomes a buzz and it's on what i say reverse marketing reverse marketing strategy where it makes customers want it more because it's not available all the time versus if you have it available all the time then it puts them in a place where oh i could always get it tomorrow i don't need to buy it today and then your sales fluctuate so that's a bit of um, restaurant uh, psychology for you okay i listened to your podcast and you said that you were running an, uh your own food business from home you were running it from 6 p.m to 10 p.m and working another job from nine to five how did you get all your food ready by 6 p.m a lot of it was food prep before i went to work i prepared the food um like i said a lot of it was broth a lot of it was um the broth from um that i made in obviously if i'm starting work at nine i normally wake up around about seven but that's a lie because it means that i'm getting ready for for work from seven but i know i'm somebody who wakes up around about four or five o'clock and as i speak to you at the moment it's 5 32 a.m that i'm currently doing this recording so nothing's changed even though i'm no longer working my nine to five um so that's what i meant by habits you need to form a habit of waking up early if that's what works for you um yeah I'm more of a night person than a morning person but that doesn't mean during the mornings I'm, I'm, I'm walking around sleepy um, I wake up early because I want time to myself before my day starts with interacting with other people um, so yeah um, how did I get the food ready it meant that within five six I wake up do some food prep um, in terms of pounding I'll, I'll do the eforiro I'll do the agusi I would get my rice ready for the day and um, obviously by 5 p.m i'll get home around about 5 20 and uh, just 
get things ready, heat things up, so that when by six o'clock when customers just placing an order, it's just heating this up, heating chicken up, uh, heating the broth up, heating the soup up because the soup was prepared early in the morning, and yeah, and I made enough. And if I did run out, tough. I'll just mark the item offline on the machine or i or the ipad i was given by whatever delivery platform i was using just mark the items offline because i only know i've got four items of my agusi or whatever it is on my menu i know i've got four items of that maybe four burgers i've got availability for four burgers and after that i've just marked the item offline and if i notice that oh more customers are calling to say oh, i wanted to order this but it wasn't available that gives me an indication of what customers want and then i'll make six the next day because i know that a lot of people are asking for it and true and secondly if you minimize the number of things you're offering it puts customers in a place where oh i've, have, I've had a lot of requests for aki and salt fish in yeti's kitchen <laughs> and unfortunately i know i'm gonna get kicked for this god please guys don't don't come for me in the comment section but i genuinely don't see the point of that food <laughs> I, it's either been it's either i've had very bad aki and saltfish that's why i don't see the point but i'm somebody who likes a lot of my soup on my food so if you're serving me oxtail that gravy must be like a river if it's not like a river i will be very cross so aki and saltfish all i see is everything else but fish i don't see enough fish in it so it really gets me angry because i actually want fish i don't want just <laughs> yeah if you know what i mean so a lot of requests have come from customers saying they want aki and saltfish and i've just not gone around to it because i've not had a great experience of it so far from all the other places i've eaten it uh i had a lot of requests for dumplings even though it was never on my menu so i had a lot of cool requests for dumplings and now i do do dumplings in yeti's kitchen not because i'm a fan of it but people wanted to eat proper jerk chicken and rice and peas and then have dumplings as well i'm like yeah how do you all eat like uh, how, if i eat jerk chicken and rice and peas i'll be full how can you put dumplings on top of that and they're like no 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 they want to mop up their gravy with the dumplings i'm like what but hey to each their own um I can see why you'd want to do that and now i eat my dumplings as well as whatever rice i'm eating but um yeah that's why i started doing dumplings so sometimes in, in the name of not having too many items on your menu you might want to offer a very um, restrictive number of items on your menu and you just trust the fact that if customers like what you serve so far they would literally call directly and tell you what they prefer because they want to keep ordering from you so you get the hint and you do it yeah so how do I get the food ready by 6 p.m.? I told you that. Did you prep it the day before? You can depends on what you're cooking. If it's chicken wings, I definitely prep my chicken wings and freeze them. In terms of my chicken wings, I add my garlic and ginger. I add my stock cube seasoning, and then I put it in the freezer bag and I freeze it. So when the customer places an order, uh, I just put it in the microwave to defrost it, and then I fry it, and then there's fried chicken wings for you. So it depends on what it is. Yes, I do prep it the day before. Uh, if not, could you tell me how you did it? I just did. <laughs> for a beginner like me who's struggling with time management in general, once more, it's a habit thing. Form a habit and your business will thank you for it. And who's not on the delivery platforms? Maybe you should consider it because if you think about it, um, Just Eat at the moment, at the time of this recording, takes about 13, 14% as commission you do know that you can include that in your profits in terms of if normally you sell a meal at six pounds directly 
um, you could consider to say, you know what, 13% more on top of six pounds would mean, I don't know, I'm, I, I told you guys before, I told you before, please don't come for me. I don't know maths, right? So 13, 13% would probably be six pounds 50. So, um, or six pounds or seven pounds 50. I don't know. I'm just saying, right? I'm saying, <laughs> don't, 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 just leave me alone. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's what seven pounds fifty. So you could say, you know what, your item goes from six pounds to seven pounds fifty, and that's because now you're on a delivery platform, so you have to increase your cost, or uh, the, the cost of your menu item, because now you've um, accounted for delivery prices, uh, being on the delivery platform. And I'm sure your customers will not be cross because you've added one pound fifty to accommodate the extra commission. So that means you still get to keep your initial profits and being on a delivery platform would not be a bad thing. And think of it, think of it as free promotion. The number of new customers I've had who have found me by reason of me being on a delivery platform versus just imagine the amount of marketing you have to do every single month versus how much these guys are spending to get new customers on board you know no match you know so like i said oh, by all means i've got many people who have helped to start a restaurant and they have done well to have only direct orders and delivery platforms they actually switch it off switch off their machines because they don't want to take any more platform orders from delivery platforms they only want direct orders because they get into any direct orders so they switch off the machine for the day i had a lady who um in december 2020 yeah just last year she told me she's going to switch off her machine by the 20th of december because she has too many orders all the way to the first of january um so yeah people actually do do well but the point is the fact that she was doing well direct orders wise did not mean she should switch off uh she did not mean she should not be on a delivery platform she's still on a delivery platform and what happens is when her customers notice that oh my god I, I wanted to order some food for Christmas, but I noticed that you're not online. They call her directly and then, they're, oh, no, no, what happened? I've been trying to place, like yesterday, I was trying to place an order with my favorite Jamaican restaurant. Yes, I, I offer Caribbean food, but I still eat out. <laughs> uh, I get tired of my food a lot. Um, so I wanted to eat and then I realized they're not open on Mondays, you know. So I wouldn't have known that because I just wanted to go on the platform and order again from a delivery platform. But if you think about it, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's a chore ordering directly. I'm one of those customers is a chore ordering directly. And I just feel more comfortable ordering from a delivery platform. So you might be losing out on a lot of repeat customers or a lot of new customers that could notice you because you're on a delivery platform versus, um, I don't know of anyone who's joined the delivery platform and they wish they didn't, you know, like I said, depends on what platform you're joining but if you know it's going to be meaning you, you, you're splitting your commission include that commission in the price of course the delivery platforms will tell you you're not allowed to have a different price in store versus your delivery platform price for example if you're selling your bolognese for seven pounds you cannot sell it on the delivery platform for nine pounds the price you, you serve your food in store or in your restaurant, it should be the same price you serve it on the platform. That's the agreement. That's the contract you sign with them. So by all means, you can't have a different price because people are doing a direct order. But like I said, you can, nobody, nobody says you can't offer discounts for direct orders. So there you go. Like, don't be so adverse to 
running your business and having it on delivery platforms. So how did you get your food ready? Did you prep it the day before? If not, uh, if a beginner like me who's struggling with time management in general and who is not on a delivery platform. So perhaps I could say, actually, I, I, that's another point. Maybe I'm, I'm not thinking right this morning, but for somebody who's not on the delivery platform, maybe you've not, maybe the delivery platforms have just refused to have you on. It's also possible. Actually, I didn't think of that. Um, you know, because you're running the food for the food business from home, they might say, you know what, they don't want to have you on the platform. They want you to be, um, an actual restaurant on a high street, or they want you to be a rented kitchen, a rented commercial space. Um, so yeah, um, I, that's actually another point that I didn't think of. So if you're not on a delivery platform, do you think it'd be a good idea to start taking orders from people 48 hours in advance? Mm, no, people are not that, uh, organized. Uh, people are not that organized you, you could send out messages and trying to train your customers but i'm not that 48 hours in advance i don't know if i want oxtail or not i would contact you today and tell you i want oxtail and if you haven't got the accommodation for it i'll think you're not a serious business person it's just me you know um obviously if i know i need to book it in advance the most i can think about is that day and then i call you first thing in the morning to book it because i want to pick it up later at night for dinner but 48 hours is a uh, I don't know. Have I ever? If, when it's not Argos, <laughs> the only thing I order forty-eight hours in advance, and they tell me, and even that, even if I order an item in Argos, and they tell me I have to wait two days for it to arrive, um, it just puts me off, and I go somewhere else. If you can imagine, Amazon started offering same-day delivery because of the same issue, because people are just not willing to wait. <laughs> you know, people want to see an item, and that's why Argos kept on winning over amazon because you order an item from amazon and it tells you be here in a week versus argos where you can click and collect the same day in two hours right so amazon started offering same day delivery and all that stuff so um, yeah so by all means you can start taking orders from people 48 hours in advance but like i said try it see how it works and if people if um yeah if people don't like it you'd know because your order your order rates will drop and then that's why you should save your customer details save your customer details so you're in a place where you can always email and let your customers know that we're not like we are we are now accepting same day orders we don't need 48 hour notice anymore just be willing to just do the move things around and then slowly work my way into doing normal instant deliveries yes by all means work your way through it learn unlearn relearn that's the beauty of doing business right and then obviously I responded, yeah, da, 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 da. I said I was going to upload the video on YouTube for her. Uh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. It's very generous of you. I just followed you on YouTube channel. Guys, come on now. She's telling you she followed me, man. Why have you not followed me, man? Do you need me to beg? <laughs> I'll keep my eyes peeled for your new videos. I, uh, I'll be cooking vegan comfort food. Uh, I love that. That's amazing. And this is what I meant by you have to be very careful on um, what you're offering. What you're offering because what you select as a menu option cuisine wise it affects your sales uh yes um the example i was going to give the other day is i've been on delivery now for what Pfft. i don't know i've been on delivery now for almost two years or whatever i've only got like six reviews <laughs> i've only got like six reviews on there versus somebody next door to us in yeti's kitchen here he just joined delivery three three months ago and that's because corona forced his business to go online but he was when i started on delivery two years ago he actually had a conversation with me so why are you using delivery platform why don't you use your own delivery drivers and blah 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 
And I said to him, no, 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 I, I want to do deliveries. And that's what, I'll, apart from God helping my business at the moment, I think that's been my saving grace in terms of, yes, this kitchen has been very um, delivery focused from day one. So it meant that even though the restaurant's been forced to close because of Corona, we're still surviving because we have been on delivery platforms forever versus every restaurant right now trying to get on delivery platforms and the delivery platforms are actually in a place where they have you where they want you and they can tell you, no, we don't want you on our platform. So, um, yeah, so right now, um, I only have about six reviews on Deliveroo and stuff because people, people just, they did it, they hoard reviews like it's money. <laughs> and bruh, he's only joined three months ago and you wouldn't believe it. I was speaking with a friend of mine yesterday. You wouldn't believe it. He's got 450 reviews already. All six stars. And I'm jealous. Yes, I'm jealous. All six stars. And guess what he sells? He sells chicken and chips. So that's what I mean by, um what you choose to sell is the difference between profit and loss is the difference between headache and a good sleep um and that's why i think i made a video the other day that actually said if i was to do this again i definitely would not be trying to save the planet <laughs> with my with my healthy food stance yes of course conscience comes in and what you what are you here on earth for i totally i totally love all the ethical stuff that we all try to push but uh, a lot of I've not been able to pay a lot of my bills in the beginning uh, of my business because I was on that uh, on that train uh, versus if I started out with junk food boy, I'll be a multimillionaire right now, you know. Uh, so, yeah, he's got 450 reviews and that's because and then he's always he's always got a five star rating from the food food standards agency. And that's because he literally has no prep to do because he has no storage to do, you know, everything straight from the freezer into the fryer. Right. So he has, all he has to do is just stock management, which can be automated, which is every Friday chips arrive. Every Friday chips arrive. This is the same amount of chips. And then obviously the more orders they get, he can increase the number of stock that he orders. And that can be done from a phone, you know, versus me waking up in the morning to season chicken, to, to make it for hero, to make a egusi, to make pepper soup. Bruh, you gonna grow old so quickly versus the person selling chicken and chips and is riding, driving Range Rover and is looking fresh whilst you you've only been in business two years you're looking like a grandma and he's looking like he's ready to open the fifth branch you know so be careful what you choose to sell right so I'm not saying that because I don't think vegan comfort food is a good thing I'm brilliant I used to be vegan until I gave in and started eating meat again I was vegan for about three months so um, I'm definitely going to be releasing a book as well the African vegan don't steal the name of the book <laughs> but um, there's a lot of African food that's actually delicious vegan food and the only reason why I survived that long in three months eating vegan food was because I was uh, eating my same old food that I my palate is used to but it was because I, I don't do taste food that's not tasty if it's not tasty I'm going to fall off the bandwagon of whatever diet I'm on. So vegan food for me um, had to be tasty. And I found that African food gave me the tasty aspect and I lost weight. And um, yeah, and I t it tasted good. So yeah, I love the fact that it's vegan comfort food you're offering. Um, I'll be recreating classic European traditional dishes. Uh, dishes. Uh, ragu ala. <laughs> I'm laughing not because of what you've written. Don't, don't mind me. My son till now he is uh he's gonna be 10 this year he doesn't know how to pronounce bolognese he does not i'm even struggling to pronounce it because we have a private joke in our house he pronounces it as bolognese <laughs> he can't he, 
you can't make the G silent. You can't make so bolognese. No, no, he'll say bolognese. <laughs> and he's 10, and I've corrected him all his life, and he still call it bolognese. So that's why I'm laughing, not because of what you've written. So, yeah, um, yeah, I make a vegan version of them. Brilliant. Um, so, if you, I believe you can freeze that, I believe you can uh, put that in the fridge so you can make that fresh. You can make the sauce for the um, bolognese, bolognese. You can make the sauce for the bolognese and uh, I don't know, 30 minutes to your opening time, you heat it up and depending on what the customer wants, you get it ready, right? I'm um, making substitutes from scratch, makes sense. And I want to use organic in ingredients as much as possible, makes sense, especially for the vegetables. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping your business is sustainable, especially with the organic um, aspect it's one thing to buy ingredients it's another thing to buy organic ingredients because it's one thing to buy from one supplier who could be out of business in six months and then you have to go find another supplier and when your supplier changes your customers might notice and then they might stop ordering from you so you should be in a place where you have more than one supplier for your organic ingredients and of course prices change organic ingredients are thought of as more expensive so I'm sure you thought about all these things so um yeah so there so um, i'm sure you thought about all these things so there's no point in me advising you on how to go about it but yeah by all means they all sound good but you might want to swap for um food that would take well to be stored or preserved in the fridge or whatever else freezer example of ingredients i'll be using are separate types of flowers oils margarine pasta nuts so your milk, I don't take much milk, I take soy milk. So when I went off being vegan, I still kept to my um, soy milk. Spices, dried and fresh herbs. The place, everything you mentioned so far sounds great. Here we go to fresh herbs, that's where preservation comes from. And there's several types of vegetables. So yeah, I want to do a question.
year old baby I have a 12 year old I have a nine year old I homeschool all my children what else do I want to say to you I run the restaurant I still do my deliveries sometimes as well as my delivery drivers help me out sometimes I still do my cooking every day seven days a week yes this kitchen's open seven days a week so there are no days off for me um i have other businesses that i run it's not just yet kitchen that i run so what else do i want to say to you man i've got my husband as well that i need to create time for myself for myself and him marriage wise um yeah so yeah it's a lot it's a lot and that's life but what i'm just trying to say is um and then last year in the middle of the pandemic i took up a care job because i was struggling with finances in the middle of restaurants closing and my husband lost his job and all that so i was in care work as well as homeschooling as well as running the restaurant restaurant opens at 1 p.m it closes at, at 10 right it closes at 10 so it's not like when i started the care work i only had the restaurant running from 6 till 10 no I was open from 1 till 10 every single day, Monday to Sunday. And I was doing care work seven days a week as well. My care work was from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. So obviously at 8 p.m. when I left, my staff carried on with uh, running the kitchen for me. They did the deliveries. And by then, obviously, by 8 p.m. when I was starting work as a carer, I already had the food prepped and stuff. So all they, had, all they were just doing is reheating and serving as needed. So what I'm just trying to say to you is... Um, if I'm here telling you time management is a habit, it's not because I have no idea how busy life can get. I'm just saying, if you're hungry enough, you'd make it happen. Peace and love, guys. You know where to find me. Yeti's Kitchen is the same everywhere. I've chosen that name as a good name, man. Brand consistency, man. Yeti's Kitchen is on Twitch. Hey, hey, you can play games with us. Come on, come on, add us. Come on. <laughs> Yeti's Kitchen is on Twitch. Yeti's Kitchen is on LinkedIn. Yeti's Kitchen is on Instagram. Yeti's Kitchen is on YouTube. Yeti's Kitchen is on Facebook. Yeti's Kitchen is on Twitter. Yeti's Kitchen is on Spotify. Yeti's Kitchen is on Clubhouse. Come on, add us. Come on. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I'm loving Clubhouse at the moment, man. If you haven't added us on Clubhouse, what club are you attending? Come on. <laughs> oh yeah yes kitchen is on clubhouse yes his kitchen is on tiktok if you want me to carry on yes kitchen, yes kitchen is on airbnb bruh man i could tell you i could tell you about a brand awareness and brand visibility man we're everywhere so what i'm just saying to you is you know follow 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 any new platform you're on just do me a favor and just search yes kitchen that's what i'm asking follow like subscribe share this content love you guys take care